0: Connor Happer. We have another report about the cream cheese. Mike Schaefer. What the hell? This is Happer and Schaefer. We're going on uh, about six years now of our yearly tradition of right around this time of year. Talking about players opting out of bowl games. Do we like it? Do we not like it? (laughs) What does the sport mean to these kids? You know, stuff like that. And you know what? To to be completely honest with you guys, I, I I don't love it. You know, I, I don't love the idea of guys finishing their seasons early. But it can't be that black and white. It's obviously not that black and white of a of a situation. And and I just want to introduce a whole bunch of more, you know, just a whole bunch of different angles on this. Rather than thinking about, "I just don't like it." You don't have to be that closed off to it. But just think about it maybe in, from some different perspectives. Perspective number 1. It comes up in this situation because a bunch of Ohio State players are opting out of the Rose Bowl. And that's, that's a little bit jarring because that, that's the first time we've seen, I think we've seen players opt out of the Rose Bowl in particular, and the Rose Bowl has this special meaning. And we we now have seen players opt out of New Year's Six Bowls um, as well. Nothing, Nobody opting out of the playoff yet. I don't know. I, I'm not sure that we'll see that. But maybe instead of asking ourselves like what's wrong with everybody? we could look at the situation and try and make it be- try and figure out why it's happening and you know and how we can improve it. The bull games don't mean as much. And what I was trying to figure out this morning is, is that a is that exclusively a college football playoff thing? You know, why can players, um, you know, get into these bowl games that we used to... And, and this is not, you know, this this is a certain way of growing up in college football. It's kind of generational. It's like, these, these bowl games are supposed to mean a lot because that's kind of how we were taught. And the fact of the matter is, the Rose Bowl isn't the Rose Bowl anymore. The Rose Bowl isn't the same anymore. This year, it's not a part of the college football playoff. So the players are... I don't know. It's supposed to subscribe to the idea that you know we are ideal of the Rose Bowl as it stood 15 years ago. It's outdated. Right? And yeah, I still believe in the in, in the idea of finishing out the season and stuff like that. But how do we get these bowl games to mean more? I don't know. Is it expansion of the playoff? Is it less teams in the playoff? Changing of the sport entirely? You have to figure out what you value. There is, um, I think, unintended consequences to everything. And maybe one of the unintended consequences to expanding the playoff and having these quote-unquote New Year's Six Bowls, the couple bowls that aren't playoff games that are still major bowl games or BCS games and how we used to look at it, or major ones and before that, Maybe one of the unintended consequences is that those games just simply don't mean as much. It's hard to argue, right? They just don't. Think about it this way, too. I was trying to, and Adam Rittenberg had a tweet um, that kind of centered around this idea as well. I was thinking about this, too. Like, he said this. I'll just read it to you. He probably put it better than I did. He says, my thought with the Rose Bowl is that it will be devalued whenever a participant loses in its previous game. Ohio State fault, failed into the Rose Bowl by losing to Michigan. And as a result, the opt-outs opt come and there's fan apathy. Utah, on the other hand, the team at Ohio State is scheduled to play in the Rose Bowl, succeeded into the Rose Bowl. They won the Pac-12, ultimately fell short of the college football playoff because of what they had done in the regular season. And they're excited about it. You haven't seen any opt-outs from them. That obviously has a major impact on this. There's no way that <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Think about standards as a program, right? Simple. Jake and I were talking about this earlier. Like, if it's Nebraska getting their first Rose Bowl since 2001, and they haven't the, they had this dream season, although it fell short, they lost their biggest rival at the end, and, but they still got a Rose Bowl berth out of it. You think people would be excited to go to the Rose Bowl? I don't know. Hard to say. I, we we made the we made the point about 2016, and I felt like Nebraska was kind of limping into that their their most recent bowl game, the Music City Bowl against Tennessee, because the way that they lost against Iowa, it didn't feel like a reward to be in the bowl game, and for Ohio State, I'd venture to guess that it doesn't feel like a reward to them to be in the Rose Bowl. So I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just trying to give you their perspective and how they may look at it. I, I Now, there are other things that go into this too. The individual players, their draft status, how they're looking at things. And yeah, there also is the trend, seemingly, of people opting out. I I I put it this way to simple earlier. We do an awful lot of time we spend an awful lot of time talking about the people who are opting out and the merits of it, why why they shouldn't um you know what things used to be like in college football. And and maybe all it's going to take or something that would certainly push the situation further in the right direction where people would feel a little bit more comfortable with it. I suppose, is somebody standing on that stage. Maybe it's an Ohio State guy this year. Or somebody who didn't make the playoff but has a major platform in the sport to come out and say, maybe, hey, Kenny Pickett would have been a good example of this. He opted out. He went the other way. Like, what if Kenny Pickett had come out after the year and said, man, hell no, I'm not opting out of this game. I realize what my draft status is going to be, but I'm finishing this thing, you know? I would like to see that a little bit more. And, and, and believe it or not, we have a lot of that around college football. There is a lot of people saying those exact things. They just may, may not have the platform that a Christian McCaffrey or a Kenny Pickett has this year or guys opting out from Ohio State, right? That feels more significant to us. And they do it for their own reasons. They make their own choices. I'm not saying I love it, but... Maybe maybe a different way of looking at it is to help heap praise on the guys who, by our values or whatever, are are doing it the right way. I love when a guy finishes out a season. And by the way, and th- there's a I don't know if there's an awesome perspective on this from the NFL level too. It's 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 almost a similar thing to the one and done thing in college basketball, or skipping out on the year of college basketball, opting out of the you know you had a season where you you opted out of it and you're waiting for a contract if i'm a if i'm a gm if i'm on the professional side you see everything and everything gets taken into account if your talent is that overwhelming then it may not matter at the end of the day but for a guy on the fringe you bet you know being a good teammate means something It probably translates to a guy showing up and not caring about what his role is at the NFL level. And the NFL needs guys like that all the time. Why do you think, like, a weird example, but why do you think Tim Boyle's in the league? Tim Boyle is not in the NFL because of his gaudy stats at UMass. He had, like, a negative touchdown to interception rate in his college career that guy's barely a a prospect at all how does that guy get into an nfl roster to the point where he's starting a game he sticks around guys like that stick around they're good teammates they're good locker room guys like that means something right but it doesn't mean something it doesn't it doesn't mean everything to everybody You maximize what you can bring to the table, or at least you try to. And what and if what you're bringing to the table is elite, overwhelming talent, then yeah, maybe this is a question that you just don't have to worry about. You have to think about it. But if it's not, like it is for a lot of people, and the overwhelming majority of people, then yeah, it's something that I think that I would take into account if I was an NFL GM scout. You know how they're trying to figure out everybody? They have them go through the weirdest tests and answer the dumbest questions on the face of the earth. Yeah, I think that means something. So it's a it's a combination, it's a it's a summation of your experiences and what you've done. And if at the end of it you decide that you've accomplished enough, then you've accomplished enough. That's your choice. Is it disappointing for everybody else? Yeah. But maybe you feel you feel like you don't owe it to everybody else. Or maybe you feel like you do. I and mean, you stick through it, right? So, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to excuse it in any way. It still is a little odd to me. Just, you know, ending the season before before it ends. But um, you can certainly understand where they're coming from. Now, I do think... A lot of times, this is this is probably a key issue that we haven't talked about a lot in the evaluation process. I think a lot of times guys get bad info. How could they really know? I mean, what you get back from the NFL, you know, evaluation board. They'll give you a range. Yeah, you go to the third to fifth round somewhere in there. How many times do you think guys have been told that they're going in the second and they didn't end up going to the fifth? And maybe that would have been the difference in whether they stayed and played in a bowl game or not or played in a senior bowl or did a pro day or did a NFL combine, you know? I think you, guys get bad info sometimes. And there's a whole game behind there where NFL teams are trying to game it for themselves as well. So there's a lot at play here. When guys are opting out of bowl games, um, and it doesn't have to be just a black and white thing. Like I said, four zero two four six four five six eight five, the uh, Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Starter Hammond Text Line—they're uh, both open for you. Web blanket says the following: Bowl games are historically a reward for your season. When your season falls short of its expectation, the bowl game loses its value. I totally agree. And look at the Ohio State Utah situation. I don't think it's any more obvious than that. So naturally, you see more opt-outs. Oh, yeah, and by the way, there's a whole bunch of former five-star recruits and potential top three round draft picks on that roster as well that have to turn their attention to to something else or that want to turn their attention to something else. Do you think Ohio State going to the Rose Bowl this year feels like a reward to them when they were one game away from going to the college football playoff? I don't think it does. So when it doesn't feel like a reward, it's devalued. It's it's, Yeah, exactly. It's exactly right. All right, so like I said here, 402-464-5685. Just keep in mind with that stuff, there are so many things that go into play in any of those. Just wanted to get away from the idea of, like, I don't like it. Not going to bowl games is bad. Right, I'm not saying that it's not. (laughs) I just think there's a little bit more nuance to the conversation that can be had. All right, like I said, 402-464-5685. I'll get to your thoughts uh, from the text line next. A couple more things that I want to get to before we round up the show and bring in Tom and Bach. We'll come back. More of Happer and Schaefer up next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter, at Connor Happer, at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer.